This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really fucking hot. I know. It's really, it's a really fucking hot tea, you guys. I literally just <laughs> burned my. Tea is so hot. And I'm like, okay, I was talking, and I was like, was oh like, my mm. god, that was hot. I just burned my tongue. <laughs> You're not alone. I saw that too. I'm dead. Hi everybody, what's up? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. Today I have a friend coming in studio. Her name on Instagram is K York City, and I am so excited because this girl has so many accomplishments in the social media world. She ran Betches, which is one of the biggest social media platforms and media companies, and now runs social media for Gap, all while building her own TikTok, her own Instagram, and running her own podcast, The Bachelor. <laughs> I said that right. The Bachelor, which is about bachelor drama and tea. And I'm sure you guys have recognized her before and watched her podcast and seen her on TikTok if you guys watch The Bachelor, if you're involved in that world too. So get excited if you guys are in the bachelor world because I have a lot of tea to spill with her. Before she comes in studio, I wanted to talk to you guys about some of my best travel tips if you're traveling on a budget. Because Hopefully you are vaccinated and the world is opening up again and I'm seeming to be traveling a lot lately. I have something almost every single weekend until the end of September. I kid you not. I've never really traveled this much, obviously, in the last two years-ish. And so I'm a little nervous and I'm also really nervous because I'm spending a small fortune especially going to weddings and weddings of people that you don't even know very well. It's like so disheartening to be spending like $2,000 for one weekend on the dress that you're wearing, the hotel, the flight, the food, the drinks, and oh my gosh, it really, really adds up and takes a toll on your bank account. So here are my top travel tips. Uh, If you are trying to save a little bit of money, let's start with number one. If you guys have been following me on Instagram, you guys know that I bring my own snacks to the airport. And It might be really minor. You might be saving like $10, $20 here and there, but those $10, $20 add up, especially if you're traveling a lot and you're in and out of the airport. Bring your own food. This is not only helping you save money, but also you guys can eat a lot healthier uh, because you're not so inclined to eat the potato chips. And a lot of people ask me how I get my food through security. I really don't know because I've never had an issue with this. Maybe it's because I have TSA pre-check and my boyfriend has clear. And so maybe try to get TSA pre-check or clear because uh, I, I get away with food every single time. So that is my number one piece of advice if you're traveling. Snacks can really add up. Always bring your own food to the airport. I always get hungry on planes. And in my opinion, calories don't count on planes. You can eat whatever the fuck you want. And uh, I stand true to that. Number two, before we go on a trip, we always want to buy clothes. And if you're anything like me and say I book a flight to Cabo, I'm going to literally immediately search online for the cutest clothes to go to Mexico with. And so I feel like half my money that when I'm traveling is spent on buying new clothes and stuff. What I've recently done, because I have so many weddings coming up and so much travel, is actually text like two or three of my best friends and ask to borrow stuff from them. Because first up, we have never really like swapped wardrobes like this. And if you're just like a wedding guest or something, you're never going to really wear that dress again 
if you like Instagram in it or something. So why don't you just switch with your best friends? You are saving both of y'all so much money if you guys just look through each other's closets and are comfortable with borrowing each other's clothes, of course. Um, so try your best to ask your friends to borrow something or even if it's like you have the skirt, you just need like a different top to go with it or something like that. Try to borrow instead of buying so many clothes. It's also better for the environment. Okay. When you are traveling, I feel like this is a very obvious one, but it wasn't obvious <laughs> until like two years ago for me, using miles and points. I actually finally got my first American Express like a year ago, not even a year ago, and the points on there really freaking add up for traveling too. So be smart about your finances and your miles, you guys, especially if you have any if you have any canceled trips or flights during COVID, I know a lot of people during lockdown had like canceled vacations, go back and reuse those points. I'm sure the airline gave you either refunds or miles that you guys can use. So make sure to use them before they expire. Next tip, I... I'm really, really, really excited because in the fall, I am going to Amanjiri uh, with my family. And if you guys ever heard of Amanjiri, it's like this beautiful, beautiful resort in the middle of nowhere in Utah. It is amazing. The Kardashians are known for going there. And so my family has had this uh, vacation book for a while, actually before COVID. And basically a 40 ish dollar bottle of wine that you can buy at the grocery store they sell there for 400 fucking dollars and so we we're talking to our friends who have also been to Am and Jerry and they were like what you guys can do is on the way from the airport to the resort you guys can stop at a grocery store pick up some bottles of wine pick up some tequila and mezcal stuff to make it with and I think alcohol is actually the number one driver of added up money that you don't realize until after the trip, if that makes sense. Like, because when you're going to a trip, you know how much the airplane is going to cost. You know how much the hotel is going to cost. You're like, okay, here's what I'm spending. Afterwards, when you look at your bank account and you see that you spent $300 on alcohol for the weekend, it crushes your soul. And sometimes when you go out to dinner and you don't order alcohol, it's like the cheapest dinner. And you're like, wow, this was like such a cheap dinner. And when you order three drinks each, the bill is so much bigger. So my advice to you, if the resort allows it, try to bring your own alcohol. And if the resort doesn't allow it, I don't know if I should say this, but what I do with my friends, and I specifically remember doing this a lot when we first graduated college, um, is to ask for a Diet Coke, bring our own tequila on the side, put a little tequila in the Diet Coke, set it back on the table, or just like a soda, ask for just like soda water with the extra lime, put the tequila in there. There's ways to get around not paying for such expensive drinks. Of course, you want to enjoy the cocktails that uh, the resort or the hotel or the restaurant has every once in a while, but that's good for just one. Try one prickly pear margarita and then go on to the tequila sodas or bring the tequila and wine that you have in your Airbnb or your hotel room as well. So trying to drink less alcohol or spending money on alcohol is a huge tip. Another tip that I have, which I know is really hard for some people who go into the office, is traveling at off times. I booked a trip recently where it was going to be about $800 uh, at a hotel for one night on a Saturday night. And then I looked at it on a Tuesday and it was $380. So my advice to you, if you guys can, try to travel on off days, Monday through Friday, when less people are traveling. The rates for the hotels will be a lot less as well. Plus, easier to get into amazing reservations uh, and happy hours and explore the town with less people and less tourists too. That brings me to my next tip. If you guys can work remote while you are traveling, I would highly recommend doing this. And I know it's not possible for some people listening to this. You're like, okay, this just disregard this tip in general. But why not try to ask your boss to do remote? There's no, um, you know, if, if you don't need to be in the office, I think COVID actually did a lot of great things with this uh, working remote. But if you can even just do a half a day, maybe you can make a little bit of extra money just doing a half a day of work. And I'm a huge believer in on vacation, just working like three to four hours a day and still enjoying yourself. You can wake up a few hours earlier, you can get some work in on your computer and then go enjoy whatever location you are at. So I think it would really help if you guys can work. I know a lot of you guys cannot, but if you can, ask your boss, see if that works. A next tip of mine, when I do not want to spend money on a hotel, I try to capitalize on visiting friends. I am very grateful that my friends live in Chicago, 
Nashville, Washington, D.C., Austin, Texas. And so for me, I feel very grateful because I capitalize on visiting them instead of buying a hotel room while I'm there. So if you guys have any other friends in a new city that you've not visited, even if it's on a whim and you don't know this person very well, why not ask to stay with them? Be like, hey, I'll buy you a dinner this one night if you let me stay with you. I've actually had that happen actually pretty recently. So that's why I say it. And I'm all for it. I love people visiting me as well. I live in Los Angeles. And if someone asks to visit me, I'm always down. I will always say yes if they're loyal and a good friend and trustworthy, of course. Um, so a hotel can really add up. Try to visit a friend. What I did yesterday, this actually came up, this whole entire piece of advice and this little intro bit came up because yesterday my friends really wanted to take a vacation day. And so basically what we did is just I picked them up and we drove an hour and a half to Laguna Beach and it was so fun. We didn't get a hotel or anything. We just drove there. It felt like we we're on vacation. We did three different restaurants. We sat on the beach for two and a half hours. We explored places that were an hour to two hours away from us without spending too much money. And I think this is something that's really, really underrated because you guys can have a great vacation on a place that's somewhere close to you. Kind of like a staycation, but not even paying for a hotel. My last tip about paying for hotels, I think might be my best tip. And and if you know this tip, you know it actually does work. So hear me out. I have hotels tonight and I look at all the rates that all the other, you know, hotel website deals give you. And it'll be a place that I really want to stay. Let's just say the Four Seasons. And on hotels tonight, the Four Seasons is $400. And on the Four Seasons website, it's $500. And I know that with hotels tonight, I will still have to pay a fee. So it would be exactly the same if I just booked through the actual hotel, right? Do you know what I'm saying? With all the fees and taxes that all those, uh, you know, second party websites give you. So basically, I will call the Four Seasons, and I've done this multiple times, and be like, hi, um, so I see that you guys have a room rate for $400 on hotels tonight. I'm just wondering if the 500 rate, and just be really nice, if the 500 rate is set in stone, and just see if you can meet that because I I think I'm going to go through hotels tonight if you can't. And they'll be like, oh, ma'am, let me check this for you. Just be really nice. And and usually it works. Like 80% of the time it works. And that way you don't have to pay all those hidden fees through the through the second or third party uh you know, website and you can go directly through the hotel as well. Another tip that I've recently done is ask for a student discount. No, I'm not a freaking student anymore. But if you're like, Again, really nice. Hi, I'm just trying to save some money. Um, I was wondering if you guys offer any student discounts. Really nice voice. And they're like, oh, let me check here for you. And sometimes they'll offer you 15% off. Not always, but it never hurts to try no matter where you are. Those are all my tips. Those are the things that I personally do. So hopefully they help you. And have fun. Stay safe out there while you're traveling this summer. Hopefully everyone is starting to get out and about again and stay healthy. And now my friend Kay is coming into studio. All right, you guys, we have Kay here in studio, and I'm like terrified. This is like such hot water tea. I'm Honestly, some tea. I haven't had tea in um, a while, but I feel like a lady. Yes. Like so classy right so now. So the reason I yeah. wanted tea is because we're going to spill some bachelor tea. <laughs> okay. No pun intended. Honestly, I was like, oh, she wants to drink tea with me. I was like, that's crazy because <laughs> usually people are like, let's take shots, but <laughs> yeah. I love this vibe. <laughs> no, literally, uh, usually it's like, let's, what kind of drink today, whatever. It's like, 4 p.m. on a Thursday. I was like, let's like, maybe tone it down a it's little tea bit. Time. It's tea time. It's perfect. Absolutely. Um, okay, so before we oh. press record on this show, basically we're all talking about how Kay does so much and she has her own podcast. You have, uh, you run global social media for like major brands and stuff and you are talent yourself and you're growing so big on TikTok. Your TikTok just went viral actually. Uh, one of you one yeah. went viral about like me needing to go to therapy, me and my friends. I I'm saw like, that on my For You page. I'm like, why is that the one that <laughs> it's relatable content. It's, uh, yeah, relatable. I guess. So I just want to start off as we pour ourselves some tea. Yeah. How the fuck do you do it all? You have so many jobs. Yeah, so many jobs. It takes a um, a lot of time. And uh, now that I'm doing, because before I was just at Betches and doing my job there, but I also was like able to do my podcast. It was because it was fit around everything. But now I have a new job and I'm still doing the podcast. So I have to make sure I record it in the morning and then oh also um, uh, take the notes and watch the episode. So things are kind of crazy, but it's, I'd rather be busy than bored. Love that. And I think mm. I can completely agree with that. At the same time, do you have any like, 
productivity tips or uh, you know anything, any advice that you do to like multitask so many things because okay, yeah. for me it'd be really hard to kind of like transfer my brain on what I'm working on because I know you're like med- social media manager for Gap and then Betches and then Bachelor and yeah. then your own stuff like that's hard to focus. Yeah. So um, at first it was kind of overwhelming because. I had to make both of my co-hosts are actually on the East Coast. And so we're here on the West Coast. So I have to make sure I record in the morning before I start working at my job for Gap, which is obviously remote. So I have to get up at like the crack of dawn, record so it fits with my co-host schedule and mine. And then um, since I do a lot of... uh, not pop culture anymore. It's more of just like being socially like relevant so we can like (laughs) jump on trends and that kind of stuff at Gap. It's more of a... I have to like download myself on all the things happening between meetings, like making sure I know what's going on. Like if something uh, went viral or like there's something we can talk about that can include Gap, like I have to make sure that I'm up on all of that stuff. And it's just, um, I don't sleep well. No, I, I, (laughs) I don't think that you have jobs that are very easily turned offable, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I feel like all your jobs, they take, they're not nine to five. They're like, you could be working at midnight to see what the hell is up with this trend. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember um, when I was at Betches, it was, we were like out at a happy hour or maybe, no, it was a brunch and Kylie Jenner had just had her baby and we were like drunk at brunch and um, I was with my like editor-in-chief and we were like we have to get a we have to get an article out right now we have to put something up on social so we're like she's writing this article on her phone and I'm making like the content for this Instagram story and the post like while we're at the table and it went out and did really well but it's like one of those situations where whatever happens that's when it happens but it wasn't just going out to like 500 people, 500,000 people. It was going out to... 7 million. 7 million. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> I mean, are you ever nervous about what you're posting? Um, Yes, but at the same time, it goes through a lot of people usually, like especially like approvals, making sure we're saying the right things and getting... Yeah. We're not... Um, Because language, you could think, oh, this will work. And then it's like, oh, wait, there's problems with this, this, and this. Um, Things are usually approved and looked over by multiple people before it goes out. But then there's also times when it doesn't. And you kind of just have to hope that it worked. I know. But (laughs) in this day and age, everyone is so sensitive. You could literally say one word in quotations wrong and and be canceled. I know. I mean, you have a lot of followers, so you know exactly. I'm sure you think about the stuff that you're putting out there, too, like your workouts and, you know, all of your advice. So I'm sure it's difficult. It's a little different though because it's me, meaning mm. like like I know you have a personal brand too, but I don't have huge executives you're right, being you're like, right. oh, you fucked up. And you know what I mean? So and also not as anywhere near how many like betches or gap has as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not as like intimidating. Um but that would just be so scary to me and have yeah. people oversee me almost and be nervous. Yeah, the having be, being having that responsibility is definitely a lot because um it's your fault in the end. Like it's my, I'm the one who hit send, like I'm the one who posted it. So if I didn't look at it one more time before it goes out and it's on me. Right. It could have gone through 50 other people, but if if I'm the one who posted it, it's sort of like, you didn't see this. Right. Nobody really acts like that, but you kind of take, feel that responsibility. But even if there's like 500 people at the company, and you are not saying you fucked up, but if you yeah, do, yeah, yeah. you're canceling 500 people too. So that's mm-hmm. what's like so crazy to me. What's nicer um, now at like a corporate, more corporate company is that the only people who know that I'm the one who's doing it are the like my friends and the people who know. So right. technically I'm anonymous, but unless you know who I am, you know what I mean? So that's kind of nice. But like uh, at Betches, there was a lot of, um, we're the face of everything, like on The Bachelor, every, all the podcast hosts, like they're the faces of these different like sub brands. And so you have to make sure that and there's a lot. Yeah, I think they have like, I, I think like eight podcasts now. I'm not sure. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But a lot of podcasts and a lot of um, dip, Betches moms, right. uh, Betches brides, like everything. Sub brands. Yeah. How did you get started originally with Betches and how long were you there? And um, still. Yeah. So I actually was a huge fan of them. Um, like right when they started back in 2011, I was always buying their stuff. Wow. I was reading all of their articles and I met, sent them a message in 
2014, the three co-founders on Facebook and um, just slid in their DMs on Facebook and was like, hey, I'm Kay, like really love your shit, want to work for you. Didn't hear anything back. Obviously, like I'm DMing these three random girls on Facebook. And then two years later, I reached out to them again, but on LinkedIn because I am an adult now. Yes. And, um, and so I was like, hey, me again, still love your shit, want to work for you. And um, Aileen, the CEO, reached back out to me over LinkedIn and was like, oh my gosh, come in for an interview because they had just seen some of my stuff. And they hired me and I, I was there from, I started in like August, September 2016. And then I stopped working full time in January, but uh, wow. I'm still freelancing. Wow. 16 to 21. Yeah, it's a long That's time. That's a long time. Yeah. Did you do a lot of their memes and stuff too? I love their yeah, memes. Yeah, I mean, when I came on, there was only like eight of us, seven or eight of us. It was very small. And now the company is at like 30 plus. It's really crazy. Isn't it cool to see a company grow so much yes. as, at like, as you've been there from the beginning? Yes. I mean, it's absolutely insane watching like um, all the new people come in and like you're making new friends because everybody's very much like a family kind of you're all like best friends we're all the same kind of we're all the same age we all like the same stuff we all have the exact same humor yeah. so it's it's really nice i miss them that's really cool so how did you transition now to gap because that's a reason it's really fucking hot i know it's really it's a really fucking hot <laughs> team guys i literally just <laughs> burned my is so hot and i'm like okay was talking and i was like I was oh like, my mm. god that was hot. i just burned my tongue <laughs> you're not alone i saw that too oh, um how did you transition to gap after working yeah, oh, um, it was, uh, I mean, I started, I only took like a weekend off. So it like oh, was right away. Gosh. Yeah, because they needed me to start and I um, didn't want to leave. Obviously, like I'd been at Betches for so long, we wanted to make sure that somebody was able to fill in that position and right. uh, they, Gap needed me to start. And so I only had a weekend off and I kind of just like flipped, made like a full 180. Did you apply there or did they approach you? Um, I got reached out to via LinkedIn. Yeah, somebody wow. reached out to me on LinkedIn and she was like, I followed you for a while. Like, I know who you are and I know you have a job, but I think you'd be really awesome for this. Like, can I uh, like at least tell you about the position? And For social media ma global manager. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the social media lead, senior social media lead. That yeah. is unbelievable. Cool. I mean, like, and I was like, yeah, let's holy do it. shit, Kay. That's big time for Gap. It was Gap. cool. Like, really, really, cool. really big time. I'm very excited. The team there's like incredible. Our, everybody is so smart and like they know their shit. And right now you guys are doing so I know you're not allowed to say a lot. You don't have to say no, a lot yeah. at all. But you're doing something really cool with Kanye West. Yes. So we just had our first surprise drop of Yeezy. Insane. Um, insane. So that happened, what, not last, two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, I think it was two weeks ago at this point. But we dropped it at 3 a.m. Eastern time, midnight Pacific. You had to be uh, awake doing all this, by the way. Yes. Oh, I was a, I was the one who sent out the post at midnight. You sent it off Gap? Yeah. You guys. It was really Whoa. cool. Honestly, very cool. I'm shook right now. You posted that yep. easy thing uh -huh. on the Gap site. Were you nervous pressing that send button? Yes. Because uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope this is right. Because, you know, there's it's a very much collaborative effort. And like, we want to make sure everything is exact because people have been like waiting for this. So yeah. surprise drop on Kanye's birthday. Um, which uh, a lot of people, some people saw coming, some people didn't, but there were like so many rumors going around. And yeah, at midnight I hit the post and was like, I hope this works. <laughs> that is so cool that you yeah. started working there and that's like one of your first that was really one, big yeah, campaigns. Yeah, really big. We did like um, a few things. We did something with, uh, did like an exchange with Cameron Diaz, which was really fun. And then uh, we did a whole stunt with James Gordon, uh, who hosts The Late Late Show. And he, they mentioned something about uh, like Lululemon and um, how one of the guys tried to reach out to them and was like, "You should be sponsoring me," like as a joke. And he, was, and then Lululemon never reached back out. And so he said, "Well, I guess I'll just be a Gap body for the rest of my life." And so our PR was like, "Hey, we just saw this. Like, we should send them something." So I slid into his DMs and I was like, "Would love to send you like some clothes." He's on the like he's on the show and like the band, you know. So we sent him some clothes we told him that he was that they were coming but we also sent the entire um uh cast like james and the entire band all sweatsuit like all sweats so and smart. everything and we thought oh well maybe they'll like just mention it or something like in passing it was like a 10 minute segment all about the fact that we sent them those sweats every single person on stage came out in the sweats that we sent them including james oh it my. was like God. My jaw was on the floor. I mean, we 
That was Dude, the best. Dude, that's like all you, because you DM'd him. I mean, it was crazy. Well, that's crazy. definitely the PR people who saw no, all this. No, for sure, and- but like that's so cool to play such a major role yeah. in something so national Oh, it was wild. Global. We were, I, um, Jenna, our PR girl, She, we were on the phone that next day, and we were like screaming, like, I can't believe this just happened. I mean, James was wearing it, and like the executive producer was on stage, and he... You can't really talk about that kind of stuff on those shows, like mm. ads and stuff, unless people have paid. Like, it's a whole thing. Oh, and, thing. like, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And so the executive producer was so pissed off <laughs> about it. And um, and so we ended up, because uh, he said something on the segment. He was like, this only works as if you, like, pay first. And um, so we sent him stuff a few days later and said don't worry we paid for this one and we bought an ad during the show that's really nice Mm -hmm. wow yeah that's a really cool story it was really cool that was like the coolest uh pr move ever wow that is really awesome i want to kind of circle back to the kanye campaign yeah has it launched yet it only one item. Okay, has the launched. jacket, right? Only, yeah, that blue, that blue jacket puffer jacket is the only thing that launched, and you can't even pre-order it anymore. It's like completely gone. Wow. Um. So yeah, that's all that's launched as of now. Okay, I just want to know a little bit more insight into why Gap wants to collaborate with Kanye West. Honestly, I this this collaboration came before. <laughs> um, before I started working there. I mean, I think they announced it last summer. So yeah. I'm not even sure. Like, so the, people have been waiting gotcha. for this. Okay. Waiting for this. And so I think, I mean, I have no idea the reason. I think it's really cool because Yeezy is one of those brands that's very expensive and not a lot of people have access to. But then you have Gap, which a lot of people have access yeah. to, but it's still like high quality. So bringing those two together and having like the, because Yeezy's also very like, simplistic and um gap is really great with their basics like everything from their jeans and their t-shirts it all kind of works and it fits together so you have like the best of both worlds at first when i saw it i was like this makes no sense but then i actually started Mm -hmm. understanding a little bit yeah i think that's actually part of the effect yeah it makes it more attainable for people because a lot of people like i can't afford easy yeah but it also caught my eye Gap and Kanye West, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, it caught my eye how much they almost at first don't go together, but now they do. Yeah, it's you know it's I mean? it's really, really cool. I mean, and then we also, today, literally today, we launched Gap Home. So we have a whole Ooh. line of uh, like bedding and uh, uh, like dishware and bathroom and um, pillows. And that's a partnership with Walmart. So it's like, damn. yeah, we had a huge, that launched this morning. Well, you have some you have some work yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for coming so in. So we are studio. we Holy are shit. doing it. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Hell sure. yeah. Okay, so now transitioning a little bit to your move to Los Angeles. Yes. Because you're new here. It's very new. How many months now? Uh, I moved here in October, so what, like 8 months, 8 Nine. Still very new. Something like that. Yeah. I'm not trying to scare you at all and I don't know how you feel no. all about Los Angeles, but it took me Three, two and a half, two to three years to finally feel like Los Angeles is my home. Where did you move from? So I'm originally from Virginia. Okay, so you moved from Virginia to Los Angeles. Yes, I did. Okay, so I moved from New York. I was in New York for eight years Uh, and um, moved in October, like mid-pandemic. And full disclosure, I had like a really rough time. I mean, along with everybody else. I'm not trying to say that my time was worse, but personally for me, it was really, really hard. And... Um, I felt myself like breaking down and it was not very cute. So I was like, I yeah. think I'm going to need a change. And I asked my co-founders at the time, I was like, do you care if I relocate? I was like, I think I just need to like get out. And I, they said, yeah. And I packed up my shit in 30 days and moved across the country, like Damn. sold everything. I sold everything I had except for like some suitcases of clothes and like, um, Damn. cause I'm like, I don't want to bring like all of this stuff across the country like I've had this for years. Like it costs more to ship it than just to buy new things. Absolutely. So I got rid of everything and I made the move. How are you liking LA? What do you think is a good decision? Yes, I've, I love driving. Which yes. everybody's like, it's therapeutic for me. Yes, it's I like love the it. one time where like you can get out and like completely be by yourself and do what you want. Like I love driving. I also bought a convertible when I got Ooh, here. So. <laughs> so LA of you. Literally so LA of me. I was Classic like, California. I'm buying a convertible and no one's gonna yeah. tell me different. Like that's that. So um, that has been really great. I love the space because you didn't have that in New York yeah. at hard. all. I mean, you just didn't have, uh, cause 
especially during the pandemic, you can't get out. Like, I couldn't take the subway anywhere. Like, I didn't have a car, so I couldn't even, like, go upstate or go somewhere else. I was literally trapped. I honestly don't know how you did that. And you say you were mentally not okay. Yeah, Um, no. Fully understandable. I wasn't mentally okay, and I was in a beautiful home in Palm Springs, California, where it was 90 degrees and sunny every day. And I had space to run fields worth of space. Like, I, that's the thing about New York City. I don't, Mm -hmm. I love it. I don't think I could ever live in a shoebox. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, um, you spend most of your time not in your apartment. But, but not then, in 2020. But then, like, <laughs> exactly. a pandemic happens, and then you're only seeing your apartment, especially at the beginning, because um, it was, what, March? And it was still cold until middle of May. And so not only were things not open, but you can't even go outside to just, like, sit outside. Like, here, you can go to the beach. Like, I'll drive down, sit at the beach or whatever. You can't even go outside because it's freezing. It's snowing or whatever. So you're trapped. Stuck. And no one wants to leave New York City in March to May. I remember my friends because they thought they were going to go back in the office next week. It was like next week, next week. They just – I remember when they were like, yeah, we're going to be working from home for about two weeks. And I'm like, I'm like, great. I was like, vacation. Let's do this. I was like so excited. And then two weeks turned into a month. It turned into two months. And I haven't been in an office since which is so nice which is nice but i also i miss the i miss the like the camaraderie like the um in-person contact and being able to like collaborate with people in real life and speak to real life humans speak to to people instead of just being like hey can i zoom you or like hey can i uh like and reading emails like it's hard if you it's had hard. to say one really amazing positive thing that came out of COVID in the mm-hmm. last in 2020, yeah. uh, what do you think it would be? Um, I definitely think I, as hard as it was and as uh, difficult like mentally I struggled, um, I think I found out a lot about myself because also at the beginning I, I went through a breakup. Damn. My boyfriend had broken up with me our first day working from home. Like, over FaceTime, broke up with me. What? Yeah, first day working from home, and I was like, wait, what? We were- so you were entering the pandemic. <laughs> Single. <laughs> in a breakup. Mm, yeah. In your apartment in New York City. Alone. Cold and alone. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry, Kat. So it was a great... <laughs> I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself in those oh times. Oh, my God. It was like... and and. Going from like, you know, in New York, you walk everywhere all the time and I wasn't walking anymore. And so like you're gaining weight and then you're also um, uh, I wasn't exerting enough energy to be tired, so I couldn't sleep. And then I'd be walking around my apartment as if it were like uh, at like 3 a.m. as if it were noon or something like completely awake. I can't sleep and also going through a breakup and having to figure out this work from home uh the boundaries and like because when you're at home you're still at work and then you're at work you're still at home and it's all the same place it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy how i mean like now obviously everything is is really great and Mm -hmm. hopefully you're loving oh yeah i'm way better yeah we are good that was the positive thing we are great (laughs) yeah but at the same time like you know online it could you have the best job you're making great money mm-hmm. you're a successful as fuck you have yeah. so many different jobs going on but like you know you could still not be that great personally and, yeah. and that was what happened to me as well in the beginning of covid especially the first oh actually not the beginning six months in yeah i was like crushing it growing so much online i gained mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand followers on oh instagram yes and so sad so mm-hmm. sad. And meanwhile, it's me every day smiling on Instagram. Yay. I was so anxious inside, so alone. So I was so trapped. And it's so, it's not so great to see that you're struggling. No, but, but it's good to tell other people like, hey, you could be successful and still be sad. Yeah. I mean, that was the, that was also the thing about like um, my brain and like my social media is very much like I don't usually have makeup on like I am dressed today but this is like not I'm very much just I'll post whatever I want and say whatever I want I don't really like care but everybody is watching me spiral out in real time like on my social media really yeah do people reach out and say like hey are yeah you okay? and they're just be like hey like how are you what are you doing That's like because nice. they just I mean I wasn't posting anything crazy but you could tell that like I was not well yeah and um sort of like did you see Bo Burnham's Inside? 
No. You have to see that. Okay, this is not an app. It is the best um, documentary. It's like a, I don't want to say stand-up comedy, but like he's a stand-up comedian that produced this entire show in his like apartment or house over like a period of almost a year. And it's like all these songs and it's really, it's funny, but it's also very dark. And it's like an exact oh, wow. representation, I think, of what everybody was going through. And I related to it so much because then you're like watching him in this doc, like, yeah, just, I mean, going Spir yeah. fully spiraling. Seeing all of his emotions and everything. Mm -hmm. Like you watch him like age through, age through with his hair gets longer, his beard's getting longer. Like he's, you can tell that he's just like not well. Not and I was like, well. that's exactly what people <laughs> how, how I feel. No, it's kind of crazy because I, I don't know if you could tell on social media that I was like uh, upset or whatever, but I go back to like one year ago today and I see photos on my phone mm -hmm. and I'm like, damn, I like it's so crazy when you're out of that and I'm like 10 mm -hmm. times happier now and like fully okay to look back and be like, how not okay I used that's to be. That's actually, um, you mentioning that, that's actually a trend or a, a thing that I saw on TikTok. It's like show a picture of yourself where you look happy, but you are like at your worst. And I think that is so like, I really love that because I think if more people saw those types of things yeah. and or maybe just like posting something be like, hey, here's me on this day and then like talking about it in the caption or something just to remind everybody like, hey, just because I'm doing this, this yes. and this and I am smiling. It's not it always real. Mean, mm -hmm. It doesn't always mean I'm actually yeah. happy on the inside. Yeah. Um, so circling back to also your move to LA, I want to talk to you a little bit about making friends oh, yeah. here in a new city, and, and not, not even in LA, but anywhere. Um, we met at a bar. I know, but to say we <laughs> met here randomly. We met randomly at a bar through a mutual friend. Yes. And literally at the bar, got each other's Instagrams. I don't Immediately. Know, do other girls do these things? Um, Not really. <laughs> I, I haven't met girls. I know I, I have a lot of like guy friends that yeah. are, I'm, uh, that I, that's happened with, but no, not really, not a ton of girls. And I, I also was struggling in my head. I was thinking, I was like, God, I don't think I have any like friends here. <laughs> because I knew I, ha I had friends here, but then everything started opening up. And then you are like, okay, I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm like, wait, who can I text to yeah, hang yeah. out? Like, maybe I don't have any friends. So it's it's definitely been harder. But I love that you and I met and here we are. I know. And it takes a while to meet friends, you guys. Man. It, a, it takes a really long time. And B, takes a lot of effort. Effort. Holy shit. I feel like sometimes... Making friends is like dating. It is. And because you can't just like, okay, we met up once and like, I have your number. Like, let's hang out again. It's yeah. like, no, you actually have to ask them to hang out. Right. And, and like and follow through. Then I feel really bad because then you asked me to hang out and I was uh, away that weekend yeah. or something. And then all of a sudden you try to meet up again. And like after the second time, it just fades out. And like, you don't really mm -hmm. talk. And like, you, you kind of give up on someone. And that's why I feel like I'm so bad at making friends because I'm always gone. Yeah. And so it really sucks. And so when the, like, you know, the last past year, I've had to be like, okay, wait a second who right now are my real friends? Because I'm mm -hmm. not traveling anymore the last year. But what I realized is you don't need a quantity of friends. You yes, need quality. You just need a few friends that you actually want to put your time and your effort. And because yes. driving to them, like actually going out and making plans, like people are busy. Like you don't want to just yes. like do that with somebody that you kind of met or like kind of care about. It's like, okay, you and I really connect. I'm going to be clingy girlfriend and be like, let's hang out. Yeah. Like, and you have to just lean into it. And if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. But then you move on to the next person. But I think that's really important. I do also think you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I, I think if you don't try, you're not going to meet that many friends. I actually went out this past Sunday. So it was one of those days where I'm like, I don't have anybody to hang out with. And so I know um, a girl who works at the waterfront in Venice. Oh, yeah. And so I text her. I was like, hey, are you working? And she's like, yeah, come on in. And so I went and saw her by myself. Like, I'm very comfortable going I out alone. I love that. Yeah. So I just went and I sat at the bar and these two guys were there as well. And there was like an open stool next to me. I was like, do you mind if I sit here? And they're like, no, no, it's fine like our friends coming but we can get another one on the other side and so we started talking and then the other girl um their friend showed up and then all of us hung out there for like two hours we ended up going to another bar fine and then we ended up going to dinner together and we night spent the whole night yeah it was so much fun that's so much fun Sometimes i mean it started I really alone. Think no plans are literally the best plans yeah it's a tornado into uh. like Everything. The spontaneous days mm -hmm. are the best memories. Those are literally the best. Then you have to leave your car somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. And you're paying a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I love that. And I always think like the friend of a friend and the mutual friends, you always have to like kind of, you know, reach out to as well. Yeah. Because if sure. that main friend can't always hang, that friend 
as friends. And I think that I am also down to, um, I love meeting people online. Like I've had multiple people yeah. just be like, hey, I live in LA, do you wanna meet up? I'm like, yeah, sure, like, let's go. That's so cool. I don't like, I don't, I don't know you, but like I, you don't know me either. Yeah. So it's like, we might as well. And if, um, because it could be a great friendship. Like, why not? I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. Now I'm really excited Yay. because <laughs> I don't know much about The Bachelor and The Bachelor uh, franchise. Well, kind of, I kind of watch it. Ish, yeah. I just find it, no offense, just like so stupid. No. I mean, same. <laughs> like, it's def- oh. like, I find it, that's the thing with like our podcast. It is like, we make fun of the show, but as like fans. Yes. So that's what sets us apart from the other podcast because like, yes, we're recapping it, but we're also recapping it in a way that um, is like, we're saying what you're actually thinking. We're making right. the jokes. It's like funny. Um, Satire on it. Sat- yeah, yeah. We're just like talking about how um, unrealistic things are and really calling it out on like what it is, but not to the point where it seems like all we're doing is bashing it because we are obviously fans of the right. show. Like we would never, nobody wants to listen to a podcast. Oh, somebody well, just there like, has to be also very big fans for it to be running for so damn long and so many seasons. Oh obviously there's. And now my tea is cool enough to drink. So we are ready to go. Yes. I love that. So we're ready to go. Cheers. Cheers to The Bachelor. I, I have know. actually some like just like random pop-up Yeah, questions. let's do it. Who is your favorite person across the whole Bachelor franchise? Wow, that's a really broad question. Oh my gosh, it's really hard too. So I hope nobody listens to this <laughs> Um, I would have to say uh, Sarah Coffin. She was on um, Pilot Pete season. So I guess like, two, oh my gosh, I was going to say last year, but it was a longer ago because 2020. 2020. I feel like I, that year does yeah. not exist, by the way. Mm-mm. So uh, she's my favorite. She lives in San Diego. She's so much oh. fun, like the nicest person I ever met. And um, I've hung out with her multiple times and I'm actually going down to see her uh, oh. for 4th of July weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's your, your least favorite person from Bachelor franchise? Oh, I can't answer this one. Um, my least favorite would have to be Bennett. Uh, I think his last name is like Jordan or something. I can't stand him, and I'll say it again. <laughs> I'll say it to his fucking and face. I'll, I just that's that. I don't know. We've gotten to like a public. I do not argue on Instagram. I don't have the time. I don't care. But him and I, I said some. I commented on like one of my bachelor post that we posted on my account and said something like we posted something about him and I was like this gives me the ick and then he went in this whole thing where he was like mansplaining something or other and oh I was my like, god I love you know that term, what by the I've way. got time today so <laughs> I was like so you had a public argument with him oh yeah oh my <laughs> and I don't like I'm not I do not like drama on social media I think it's stupid I don't like the petting, I don't like no. any of that. But, but when he's mansplaining something, it's like sit down. But this is also who he is, like, has been. Yeah. So um, that's that. That's that. That's the tea. <laughs> that is the tea. <laughs> Does it ever annoy you? Um, because for me, I'm not going to say it annoys me because I, I really don't care. But sometimes I'm like, fuck, that is, like, so frustrating. I put in so much time and effort to my content and to mm-hmm. get followers and oh, to yeah. do it organically and to really – give back to an audience of workouts and tips and like mm-hmm. fu- like funny stuff and recipes and uh, these people get followers like mm-hmm. that does it ever annoy you that they just become like famous overnight it it's more of the i don't know if like the i know and the yes. noise like, no 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 but but like i know what you mean but i don't know i'm trying to think of like I know why. It's mainly because the content is just not there and they just like have these followers and they're not having to do anything for it because like you said, it takes a lot of time and effort. Like all of your content, which is exactly what's supposed to be, is either entertaining or educational. And that's what, like that's the best cookie cutter type of content that you need to have out there. Like that's what people want. They either want to be entertained or they want to learn some shit. Right. And when all you're getting is like, ads for whatever detox tea or this or that it's like very frustrating because i'm like this isn't even and all they're doing on for, for their ads is just like so Sitting i have here. this new tea um right. it's really good you should swipe up and like that's it and they're getting paid so much money so much money you guys and i was like 
you could like put a little like back into it and like yeah. try like try something. But else. that's just why I feel like all the people that go on The Bachelor are in it these days. They go on the show mm-hmm. to get Instagram famous or or famous in general and online and to make money off of it. And they're just not in it for marriage. Yeah, there's definitely something there that I mean, I agree. I I think that maybe you go on and you just so happen to find like and it ends up working out because there have been a lot of bachelorette yeah. seasons that have there but has. overall once the social media stuff started i think it was like ben higgins season mm-hmm. or jojo's mm-hmm. was like the real that's mm-hmm. when everything really started it did you're right and but before that people they had nothing to gain they had nothing like nobody was famous from the so show true. they were forgot about immediately because there wasn't anything to reference back but now that you can follow these people and, you know, watch their lives, that's, I mean, why why are you applying for the show if it is not for that? So true. Speaking of following someone's life, I have been actually following the whole Colton Underwood thing pretty, oh, yeah. pretty intently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that everyone is so happy that he came out. Yes. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I do. I have to be devil's advocate here. Oh, yeah. What he did to Cassie. Insane. No one's fucking talking about it enough. And we need to talk about it more. Because I feel personally that he, like, I know anything about the relationship. But I feel like he, it was brushed under the rug when he came out as gay. And he was mm-hmm. a, he was applauded for being gay, which is is totally fine. I'm just saying we have to remember the trauma that he put her through. It's the, it's the fact that... He was given a platform. Yes. And it seemed very um, planned out and uh, strategic because, like, we haven't heard from you in a while. The last thing we heard from you was that you fucked up and, like, we're stalking your ex. And And so put trackers on her car and mm -hmm. showed up random places and threatened her. So if... You can come out on your own. Like, you don't need to make some sort of an... You don't need to go on Good Morning America. No. You don't need to have an interview with Variety. You don't need to have... Like, this is not... Nobody asked for this. No one asked and, for it. And um, I think that the fact that he was given a platform after all of this was really, really embarrassing. And um, especially, they also talked about, like, him um, getting a show on Netflix about... Um, being gay and like the sports world and I don't think it's happening anymore because everybody was like what the fuck yeah and like it seems like why there are so many other people who are gay that could could do this that haven't done that totally and and it is totally fine if you want to come out after the bachelor yeah and he had a lot of time to do so by the way but he only chose to do it after the whole everything with media with Cassie. Mm-hmm. And and for some reason, I just feel so bad for Cassie. Uh, because God, I mean, that is a lot. It's but- a lot. It's a lot. If you've ever been stalked or threatened before, let me tell you, there's a lot of trauma that comes with it. And so for him to kind of just be Imagine your ex-boyfriend doing something so terrible to you and then him pr- being praised in the media and you're forgotten about. I mean, I, I just feel so bad for her. Everyone's forget, forgetting about and, her. And the fact that um, uh, he's getting him coming out in general is, was probably difficult for her because she was yes. in a relationship with him for a very long time. Totally. So this is double on top of that. So that totally. the whole like stalking thing happened and then he's coming out. And so that's also hard. And then it's like on yeah. All over the media. It's on Good Morning America. <sighs> Why is this like making me angry right now? Oh, yeah. No, as it should. <laughs> like, I get angry. I got If you're not angry, angry about this, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it was really, it was, um, it was really hurtful and embarrassing to watch. And like, I agree. I, I think everybody should feel comfortable to come out and be who they are and yeah. like live their best life. But I also do not think that we need to give people that type of platform when there are They're not other worthy. people who deserve it way more. Yes. We will end on the Colton thing right there. Yeah. I want to know what you think about Katie's season. Oh, um, I am – it's a little bit slow at the beginning. I love Katie, by the way. I think Katie is so um, – We actually – so when she was on Matt James' season, she sent me a DM like before that season started and oh. it was like – 
Full disclosure, because we obviously comment on all the girls and whatever. She's like, full disclosure, I actually um, applied for the show because of your Bachelor Nation Facebook group. No way. Mm-hmm. And now she's a bachelor. And now so she's a bachelor because of you guys. Yeah. So I um, crazy so I was out. talking to her uh, right before, like right um, before they announced, or like right after they announced, and. Uh, I was like, do you mind if I post this screenshot? And so I posted the screenshot of her saying that, and I just tweeted, you're welcome, America, for the next Bachelorette. That's it was so really, badass. really cool. I mean, obviously, you do not want to take anything away from her because she's incredible, and she like very nope. much earned where she is. But um, it was cool to know that she applied because of this Bachelor Facebook group that we Hell have for yeah. our podcast. Hell yeah. Right? I actually haven't seen it yet at all. But you should, I it's, should it's a good, watch it. It's a good season. Um, it started off a little slow, but I think that's just because um, we're finally getting out of the whole COVID thing. And, yeah. Um, it was just a lot to handle. And so I think it's just starting off slow and getting everybody more comfortable into the show sure. again. For sure. Uh, last question about The Bachelor. Yeah. What do you think about Chris Harrison? Ugh. Chris Harrison. Um, I am glad he's gone. Um, I do not feel bad for him. I He was paid a generous salary to a step lot. away. Or a generous amount of money to again? step away. I know it was in the double digits. So Of millions. Yes. Oh my god! Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um. So what? Eight fig, eight figures. Six. To to not work yeah, anymore. Because mm-hmm. if I'll you think it. about it, Chris Harrison's also an executive producer on the show, so he's oh. like a Ryan Seacrest of the Kardashians. Wow. So it's like uh, nobody want. A lot of people did not want to come back. Feel comfortable coming back to the show if he was coming. Totally understandable. And also, like, how do you come back after all of that? And uh, people are like, well, it's not the same. Like, we need him back. Like, why are we canceling him? Like, other people have done stuff. I think it's different because, um, you know, you have all these random one-off celebrities that say something really fucked up and you cancel them and uh, they can still kind of go on with their lives, maybe. But the fact that he is the face of an entire franchise. I mean, not just... The face, He's not just, like, some random guy who's been on the show before. Like, he is... You think of The Bachelor, you think of Chris Harrison. Like, yeah. he's been there for 18 years. Good point. Like, he's the face. If you do not address that and handle that accordingly, then you're saying that this franchise supports what he was saying. Also, all those years of media experience, like 30 plus years of media experience, and that's Whoa. how you handle it? I'm so confused still to this day. That, I watched that interview, and he was just like... Spiraling. Spiraling. He wouldn't stop talking, and I think he was just talking in circles, talking in circles. I was like, where is this going, and what is happening? Like, you could tell that he messed up, Yeah. and I think he knew that he messed trying up. Trying to backtrack. Tra- yeah, trying to backtrack, trying to whatever, and it just... Did not work out. Didn't. Did not work out. Okay, we've come to our last segment now. It's called Mood Boosting Mantra. Okay, great. Where basically every guest says uh, a mantra, an affirmation, a quote that kind of rings true to them. It could be anything. Okay, so, um, oh my gosh. I know, I just put you on the spot. Um, uh, Affirmation, a mantra, um, a, what was the other one? Like a quote or anything. A quote. Oh. It can be deep. It can be very surface Um, level. This is very surface level, and it kind of just resonates with me recently, so maybe you guys will like it. Um, L.A. is shitty heaven, and New York is fun hell. Whoa. I feel like it kind of, like, brings us all together. Yeah. I saw it online, and I think it is... pretty true. I think it's fully accurate. Wow. So, um... I hope that was that was good. That, that was, was okay, really good. right? Yeah. It rings very true to you right now. And by the way, that's what we love about mood boosting mantra because honestly, it has everything to do with the per- the guest. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because every single time it's something so different. I also like that you asked it on the spot and I didn't have time to think about it because then you can uh, say something that actually means something to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to pick it's it up. It's the first thing that pops up in your mind. Yes. So when you said, is there anything to prep? I'm like, no, You're I'm not like, going to ask for like, that. Do I need to know anything? And you're like, <laughs> not that part. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kay. Oh gosh, Where can you. they find you? Uh, you guys can follow me at City on literally anything. Amazing. And The Bachelor Podcast? Oh, yeah. And The Bachelor Podcast. If you guys like The Bachelor, it's um, <laughs> at The Bachelor on Instagram. Amazing. And The Bachelor subscribe. Like, not subscribe, you know that. <laughs> Whatever you fucking do with podcasts. Yeah. All right, y'all. I will see you guys next week. Bye.